Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fifth year of Deluded. Has it been five years already? Five years. No. Five years. Did wow. you think we'd get here? I mean, not really, given that for a long time there you had to beg me to do every single episode with you. Mm. I still have to beg to some extent. But... No, no, not as much at least. Yeah, um, yeah the yeah. level of begging has gone down as as the longevity of the uh, uh, series has continued. But welcome, everyone. To... It's, it's been a good run, huh? Yeah, it has. It mm. has. I, you know, I... Look, I didn't necessarily think that we would have more than 10 listeners, but we've managed to really um, eclipse that yeah, number. we have somehow. Um, and it's, it's great to be back. I have to say, this has been pretty weird this time around because we've now been in Mexico for nearly a year and a half. Yeah, so we're still in Mexico. We're still um, in Mexico. Still haven't left. Yeah, the prospect of quarantining with my anxious Indian parents in Wheeler's Hill um, <laughs> kind of put me off the idea of ever going back to Australia. <laughs> so we're still in our Mexico City apartment. I know, without any real clear plan for the future, but here no, we are. No, exactly. Um, no, but we're over the moon though, and we're bringing, we're bringing the Ds to Mexico. Yeah, but it, it does mean being here that you miss some of the buzz for the new season. And I have to imagine being in Melbourne, there must be some buzz this time around, now that people can go back to games and all of that. Yeah, but isn't it limited capacity though? Limited capacity, but you can still go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been fairly limited buzz in Mexico City about these, but um, we've been <laughs> we're try- bringing it. We're bringing it. We've been getting into it. Uh, what do you mean? We've got our friend Alvaro, who we um, we've nicknamed Juicy Brucey because he looks he bears a striking resemblance to Josh Bruce. That's true. So, so we've there you recruited go. one person. Yeah. So we've had to be in a pretty self-contained operation here in relation to the D's. Yeah, and uh, you do you do. It is. It's quite funny because it feels like the season has snuck up on us a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah. Like it feels like I, I just can't. It feels like yesterday actually that we were disappointingly reviewing the Frio and Sydney games at the end of last season. Yeah, it's all happened very fast. But I have to say, I'm getting pretty excited again, um, and I don't really know why, given that our prospects look pretty bleak at the moment. Well, what are your general sort of thoughts on the season to be? Well, I mean. I was pretty excited when we got Ben Brown, um, even though I think you can really question how our midfield's delivery is going to go with someone like Ben Brown. But it just seemed like a bold, exciting move. And now he's injured for half the season, right? Is it actually half the season? I think so. It's a solid chunk. And I think Wiedemann's out for several weeks as yeah, well. Yeah, Wiedemann's out for half the season for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's it's not looking particularly uh, promising to start off with. Um, and then, of course, you've got, you know, the never-ending question of what to do about our midfield. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's obviously articles about how the midfield is trying to become a little bit less selfish and a little mm. bit more... Which is an interesting point. Like, what do you make of that? Who do you think that's directed at? I mean, I think that there's been a lot of discussion about... Gus and Viney not being able to play in the same team. Mm. But a person who might be forgotten from that discussion might be Oliver insofar as, you know, he racks up so much of the contested ball, but um, does he need to be in the thick of it in order to have impact? You know, is he able to have impact in other ways in, in the midfield? Well, I do think a fair criticism of him is sometimes his stats can be a bit bloated to his to his actual impact. You know, a lot of these little tiny hand, hand passes, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean... I think one thing that will be very interesting for his career is can he go to a position where he gets a few less possessions but has more impact on the game? Well, that's basically what Trent Cotchin did, right? right. Trent Cotchin really sacrificed his own game as the contested ball um, animal of, of the Richmond midfield, really, and mm. sacrificed it in order to lay pressure and, and lay tackles and and do all these other things. And he stopped amounting so much of the ball as a result of that. And I don't, I don't know if Oliver is, is going to be able to do that necessarily. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's out of contract at the end of this year. 
Um, and the club has always said that, you know, he'll stay and there's no issue. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Very excited that Uze's in as midfield coach. Yeah. Um, Hopefully he can be the kicking coach as well. I think everybody's yeah. just hoping he can sort of transfer some of his kicking expertise onto the team. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. that he, you know, he was at Hawthorne for, I think, 10 years, just about. So you'd hope he could bring some a different attitude in. I'm, well, speaking up. of attitude, I'm excited about the arrival of Choco. Yeah. I feel like Choco is a man of my own heart, don't you think? Yeah. He's just, he's very Bit of a blunt. No-nonsense. No-nonsense. Kind of an erratic character in some ways. I mean, I'm not erratic, Small doses, Kieran. but... Okay, uh... thank you, Kieran. No one appreciates this additional commentary. You could have just ended it with ruthless and, and competitive. But no, he's, but you know, I, I like his attitude. He's a real, got a real winner's attitude towards... Yeah. Um, towards like the football clubs he's involved in, even if it does ruffle some feathers in the process. But I like it. I like his ambition. I like his drive. I like his unyielding determination. Mm. Um, and I think that that's exactly what the club needs. The club is a little bit soft, and I think that he's there to harden things up a bit. Well, what's his role exactly, though? I mean, I, it's he's, quite like, unclear. David Neitz Academy, and he seems to give some kind of vague advice to them. Like, what is he doing? Well, we that? watched an interview with him, and he seemed to suggest it would be sort of similar to his role at Richmond. But right. I'm not really sure what his role at Richmond was Wasn't either. That, like, babysitter. Dusty yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, he did a good job at the babysitting, yeah. now, doesn't he? Didn't he? So he can babysit, you know, track <laughs> or, or Kay Chandler. I don't know. <laughs> Just babysit them all. Really, they all need some help. But. um yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure exactly what his role is, but if he's just there to be this kind of grandfatherly figure, mm. um, you know, that kind of, I, I don't know, like sets ambitious standards for the club and and tries to help them achieve those standards, I, I'm pretty happy that we've got him. No, totally. Um, but let's be honest, it's, you're much more excited about who left um, because Josh Marnie leaving, <laughs> that's probably, that's been a fixture on your agenda for at least seven years. It was not a fixture on my agenda. Look, no, I'll be honest. I, I, do you know what this is? Kieran's obliquely referring to, not even obliquely, Kieran's directly referring to the fact that I, um, I went up to Darwin actually and, um, for this horrible, horrible deed game against Fremantle and asked Josh Marnie, a question. He kind of fobbed off my um, question, even though mm. I thought it was quite reasonable and, and very eloquently put, if I may say so myself. But, you know, I didn't really get much of a response from him. So he hasn't necessarily been my favorite uh, mm. club um, administrator or wh- whatever his role has really been. And then your other nemesis, Ryan Larkin, is gone, <laughs> the media manager. <laughs> Let's be honest, that's that's the highlight of the preseason for you. Other people, it's Ben Brown or Magic Door or something else. For you, it's Ryan Larkin leaving. Oh, Kira, you don't need to sit there airing everyone's dirty laundry or my opinions on the deluded podcast. That's not true at all. Yeah. That's not true at all. Well, we welcome the new administration in any yeah, case. Well, yeah, but I don't know where this, like, I, I don't have anything against Ryan Larkin, Kieran. Okay, okay. Um, but or in, Josh Marty. I just want people to say, no, do you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is that I have a problem with, in all honesty, right? I like administrations operating efficiently and with respect for their members. And Seems fairly uncontroversial. Yeah, that's a very uncontroversial point. And so I don't like instances where I feel like the members who are effectively investors in these clubs, right? I mean, these aren't privately owned football clubs. This is not the EPL. So the membership really matters. And I don't like instances where I feel like the members' voices have been stifled or mm. have been ignored or have been deprioritized. And so in all of the – in both of the people that you suggested – I did see a couple of instances where I felt as if the members' voices were not being adequately listened to and, and properly taken into account. And for mm. me, that's that's really a problem in terms of club administration. I think that really strong clubs have really robust and, and strong relationships with its membership members and really taking tr- into account what those members always have to say. Mm. And so, you know, it's more of a sort of 
point I would, a broader point I would, I would make about sort of corporate culture and the way that I think that, you know, these football clubs, which are corporations, should really operate in a, in a much more effective manner. Okay, it's a great politician answer. We'll, we'll get the uh, off-the-record answer later. Um, but I think those off-field changes are good. On-field, you know, Ben Brown is an extremely talented player. And for, for us to get him for not much. And I, I mean, appreciate I'm not sure about extremely. I think the extremely is probably putting it a little bit too high. 60 goals three times in a row. Nets. No, I think so. I think so. But I, I do think that he is, as last year, and, and maybe part of North's willingness to you know, offload him for hmm. not that much, has to suggest that he's a very, very good player when the game is on his terms. And when it's not, maybe he struggles. And and the difficult thing about this football club is that we do have a real problem in terms of our forward line delivery. So, hmm. you know... Look, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad Viney we've got him. and Oliver bombing Yeah, him. exactly. And so Langdon. Matt Langdon. You know, yeah. so I am really glad that we've got him in the team. Mm. Um, I think he'll really help out Wiedemann. But at the same time, you know, I wasn't jumping for joy about the recruitment. I didn't think it would necessarily be the recruitment that the, – the recruit that would sort of um, substantially change the outcome of our forward line. Yeah, well – in any event, now he's not going to be playing for several weeks. Yeah. So we might Which be going back to Tom shame. McDonald, right? And it's a real shame as well that Wiedemann isn't going to be playing yeah. as well. I really just want Wiedemann to have a really proper run at as like a start of a season. Yeah. You know, he's just, I feel like he's constantly coming to the team much later in the season. And I think last year he had a proper run, didn't he? Well, yeah, but then he was like, you know, had some form issues yeah. and only came in later. I would just love him to start in the team in round mm. one. I think it would just do wonders for his confidence to be in the starting, you know, and the best 22 come round one and just be raring to go. But it's a real shame that that couldn't materialize this year. Yeah. You know, the one thing I would say is, and, and this will, will go into this a little bit later, is that I had some few, a few concerns about the development of Luke Jackson because mm. of the recruitment of Ben Brown. And one thing I, and obviously Luke Jackson isn't really going to be shoving Max Gorn out of the ruck anytime soon, at least on a more permanent basis. And so... I am quite, in some ways, glad that Jackson will get a chance to really develop mm. um, and will actually get an opportunity to play because one thing I do think in reflecting on Sam Wiedemann's development, um, one thing that has been potentially um, a reason for his sort of stagnating starts to seasons and that type of thing is the fact that for so long he was living in the shadow of Jesse Hogan and Tom McDonald and he never really got a chance mm. to play and to come into the team. And, and I wonder if that hindered him in some ways in his ability to actually get a you know get some experience and, and you know feel like he was really part of the team like he really belonged right so do you think now that Jackson's going to play every game in the forward line and rotate with Gorn in the ruck I the think truth so is, the existence of Gorn is going to stagnate Jackson's yeah no it will it will I think the existence of Gorn will stagnate his not stagnate but might hinder his you know immediate ability to flourish in the ruck but mm. I do think that as long as he's playing because he's yeah. actually quite a good he's a good mark and yeah. he's got great skills yeah. um, so I'm actually quite glad that he, as long as he gets to play I think that's the main that's the main goal I think at the moment yeah so it's big expectations for the team this year um, it's kind of an interesting year right because we had 2018 which is amazing and then 2019 which is disaster I think we all thought last year would be would be back from hell, and we weren't really. Yeah, what about the slogan this year? wasn't necessarily as uh, as accurate as they probably hoped it would be. As Ryan Larkin would have thought, but yeah. <laughs> but this year, right? So, can I just say no one? No one's about really Ryan expecting that much. Ryan Larkin yeah. went to Essendon, which mm. is your favorite team in the world. <laughs> yeah, my most hated team. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I think he'll be a good culture fit. <laughs> um, 
But putting 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 that aside, Nates, what are our expectations this year? Because as far as I can tell, there's not really much buzz about Melbourne. No. no one's really seriously talking about Melbourne as a premiership shot this year. No, of course not. And nor should we be talked about as a premiership shot. You know, I think that it's – and this is what we do need to go back to, not to be too self-referential here, but mm. you should really check out our interview with Glenn Bartlett. Yeah. Um, well, but- well here's, here's a clip of, of Bartlett talking about uh, where he thought Melbourne's list was as the end of last year. You know, I, I think we've got a top four list. Most people we talk to in footy, top four to top six, something we've got the best list that's kind of opinionated, but – there's some data behind it. Yeah, so he's pretty clear that he thinks we've got a top four list. And right. Look, I don't necessarily agree. I right. think that, at least based on the output, I don't necessarily yeah. agree. I think based on talent, maybe that's another consideration. But yeah. in terms of what we're seeing week in, week out, I don't think that, that that's necessarily the right statement. Well, you just but have to look at some of the competition, right? I mean, you've got... Richmond. Richmond. Geelong. Geelong. The Dogs. The Dogs, yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. Port. Yeah. Right, just to name a few. Then you got West, West Coast, Coast, right? Yeah. Um, I think you could make a pretty solid argument for St Kilda being St Kilda. Yeah, even Fremantle is looking pretty promising. I mean, I don't. I'm, Fremantle doesn't concern me as much, but right. we'll say Carlton actually. Carlton yeah. could be making a real jump. We're this kind year. of naming half the bloody league. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a, there's a lot of teams in that category. Right. So, and then you still have the Gold Coast of the world, which which definitely have some potential and have some unbelievable talent. No, yeah. I agree. I mean. Look, so it's a top it's a, four list, what does that even mean, you know? Like, what does it even mean to say talent? Because it's about what the talent can produce, right? Like, yeah, and I think that's right. And and look, I mean, if our list is as good as as, as the club does think it is, then mm. we do need to talk about why that list is not being right. necessarily harnessed. And, and one thing that's going to be really interesting to see this year is exactly what happens with Simon Goodwin. Mm. Um, we have to remember that he has not been given the easiest run in terms of starting off the season without Hibbert, without Melksham, without Viney, without hmm. Ben Brown, without Sam Wiedemann. That's that's a lot potentially of potentially May this week. Potentially as well. May as well. That's a lot of players to be without hmm. come round one. Right. That's a lot, and sure. and so he's not been given the easiest uh, right. sort of start in terms of injury. But then again, last year we had the, maybe the third best injury list in the competition. Yeah. So. I think these things go around in circles, you know, like yeah, good, and you, good teams can adapt to them. No, for sure. And, and it is about seeing what that next tier of players can do, mm. right? What the, you know, James Jordan is deb- debuting this week. Are yeah. we going to see much from him? Are yeah. we going to see much from the K Chandlers of the world? Yeah. You know, Oscar so, Baker, are these people going to make the next step? Because mm. the truth is they've been on the list for a couple of years now. It hasn't yeah. been, they're not first year players anymore. Yeah. And yet we don't really know much of, of, of if any of what they can do. I think for me, what's, the, the thing that's keeping me excited is we have some players who aren't that young, but I think ha- can, could really jump a lot. Like Bailey Fritch. He's been solid, but he could take a huge leap, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, Brayshaw's another one who has underperformed the last few years, but he could take a big leap, clearly. He's got a huge amount of potential. Um, who else? I mean, Cozzy Pickett. Luke Jackson. Well, Cosie was said to have Rivers, had a very good preseason. That's right. what Jordan Lewis said. But I'm always, I'm always, I'm like you. I'm a bit skeptical of a preseason yeah. uh, buzz because you know you hear a lot of buzz and it doesn't necessarily materialize. We yeah. should touch though on the two games that we hmm. um, that that were in the preseason. What were your What was your take on both of them? So we can start with the Richmond game. I mean, we watch bits and pieces because. To be honest, there's no intensity in a preseason game. I mean, I remember back in the day getting really into preseason games. I just don't think they mean that much. I mean, really, the key is which of your players are still 
alive and not injured mm. by round one, right? And losing May at the end of the dogs game was really bad news. Well, I thought that the dogs really overrun us and that yeah. for me looked a little bit ominous. But then we didn't have Salem. We didn't have Oliver. No. Um, might've been some others missing. Well, obviously the ones you mentioned. Yeah. I don't know how much this stuff really matters. I mean, we beat Richmond, but they were missing like half the squad. Right. Yeah. And it's, it is very hard to say at the start, you know, during yeah. preseason, but you do want to see that the team looks at least a little bit like they're improving. Right. And I'm not sure in terms of ball skills, yeah. whether or not the team is, is improving as much as I would like it to be. No, no. But look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into it. I just think we have no idea until we see how they go in round one. And Fremantle is actually a really interesting test. I Fascinating. Because I, I think Fremantle is kind of, sadly, it's kind of where we are at. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think so. I mean, one thing we should mention is I am quite happy about the arrival of Magic Door from like a sort of, yeah. you know, this is a really lovely kind of sort of uplifting moment in football. Yeah. Someone who's had such a horrible, horrible past few years to, to be given another chance is really exceptional and really inspiring in a lot of ways. Totally, totally. But what, what do you make of the decision to recruit him? I was, I was kind of intrigued by what need they were trying to get because well, it seems surely, like they want to play him as a forward. Right. But we already have Tom McDonald. So maybe they don't want to do that. I don't know. And then they're... what about this like Mitch Brown and Jackson's obviously going to play forward. Yeah. I think that the thing is Jackson will, will tire, right? Yeah. He's still young and he will tire and his body yeah. might, you know, really take a beating. So, But surely it's something, I mean, in not that long, I presume Brown and Wiedemann will come back. Or is there a possibility that maybe Brown will miss a lot more? I think it's very possible that both of them will miss a lot more, to be honest. Mm. I mean, it's, you know, you can't really, Brown has had some really bad injury issues last yeah. year. And so has Wiedemann, as we know, has had some injury issues over the past couple of years. It's just kind so, of intriguing though, because I really like Magic Door, but I think his best football for North was in defense. Right. That's what all North supporters will tell you. Well, so, it's very possible we might swing May forward and then play Magic Door right. in defense. That's one option. Right, right, right. Um, and that would make sense. Yeah. But May's probably the best defender in the league I right know, now. and it like, seems very weird to swing him forward. Look, yeah. I think for me, maybe it suggests that they're not that trusting of Tom McDonald at the moment hmm. in terms of his ability to be a forward week in, week out right. and to be that key target. He was meant to be a winger this year, which I've always thought is where he should have been playing all along. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, this might have screwed him from having that opportunity, unfortunately. Mm. But but then we'll see what happens with Mitch Brown. I don't know. It sounds mm. like they just need some versatility and they just need some options. Yeah. Because I, it just sounds like... looking in the preseason game, our forward line was comprised of Neil Bullen, who was the goal threat, Cade Chandler, Sparrow, Spargo. You know, it is pretty bleak. It's pretty minimal, It's a bit of a Neil Vera forward line. Though. It really it's is. Bad. It's not great. But, yeah. you know, look... Can't read too much into preseason games, is what you just said. As you said. Um, Crystal Ball needs. Let's put some predictions on the record. Um, Who do you think is going to be the most improved players? I think I'm going to say Luke Jackson. I Mm. think he'll take some real steps forward. I think watching how much he flourished last year, Mm. um, just, you know, from that first game where I think I said to you, I cannot believe we drafted this guy, um, and to where he got to by the end of the year. It really was. It was really impressive, and I think that he'll get an opportunity to play because of these injuries, and he'll get an opportunity to play earlier. Yeah. And so I think it could really do wonders for his confidence. And yeah. um, you know, he does just have great hands and good skills, and and he just looks a bit like a gazelle. And so I think that I think he'll make real strides. Yeah. What about you? Good pick on that. Um, I am a little bit unsure about how Jackson will go this year, only because I think often people drop off a little bit in their second year, and th- he's going to be coming into so much more pressure. Right, he's probably gonna is gonna play on better defenders every game. So you know, if he does turn out to be our best improved, most improved, I think that's phenomenal. For me, I'm gonna say Cozzy, only because I think predictable. It is a bit predictable. Um, 
I was going to say Sparrow, but I really didn't have any reason to justify <laughs> it. Um, I think with Cozzy, he, he looked close a lot last year and he did have a couple of really good games. I feel like he was just getting used to the pace of it all. And maybe this is the year where he'll really get going. Um, yeah, it's probably the most exciting thing about the Ds, really. Cozzy. It's Cozzy. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And right. track. Best and fairest. Track. It's yeah. hard to go past him. Yeah, he looks even fitter than last year. He looks like he's lost even more weight. Yeah. And he just looks incredible. Yeah. Sorry, this makes me look as if I'm sort of, you know, oh, there's no beauty sh- pageant there's or something like no that. Shame but this in that. is We're um, all checking out. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he looks like he's um, you know, he just looks in unbelievable in unbelievable physical condition and yeah. I think he'll just go from strength to strength. I mean, especially after what he produced last year, I think he'll just be unbelievably inspired. Yeah. He'll be reading the secret, it will be a whole thing and yeah. Have you started reading The Secret? I need to start reading. You the really do. Yeah, I need a bit of a track style life change. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going to say Stephen May. Oh yeah. Yeah, and look, good call. Full Mia Culpa. We were very skeptical when the club recruited him, but he's oh, just I've, been. To be fair, he, you in particular needs. Okay, Kieran, he really started in the worst way you could possibly start. Yeah. You can't arrive at the club like you know overweight and then have all these problems in terms of injury because of the fact that you were unfit and then yeah. like really, it's not a great way to start your new career at a new club. But yeah. He's just blossomed completely. He's just been outstanding. He um, really has been. And you're right. He may well play forward. And it wouldn't surprise me at all, actually. And this is one of my calls that he would, by round three or so, if our forward line's looking really bleak, that we just give up on him in defense and put him in the forward line. Um, and I think he'll do pretty well. Yeah. I mean, he reads the ball really well. He's a good kick. He's a long kick as well. Yeah. And our defense, I mean, look, what would you do if you did that? I guess I you'd Magic put Door goes into Magic the, Door, which, yeah. which probably is a good fit, really. So, you know, I, I'm tipping as our season falls off the rails fairly early, that that'll <laughs> happen quite soon, but we'll see. Um, where do you think we'll finish, Nitz? I think we'll finish 10th. Really? Yeah. It's pretty low. I, it's, it's pretty low. And I know it sounds quite bleak, but I really think that with the early rounds, the forward line having the problems that it does right now in terms of injury, yeah. I think that it's, it's going to be really difficult to see how we're going to bank on early season wins. I think that the, that the latter half of the season yeah. will do a lot better and maybe we'll end up maybe we'll scrape eight or something like that. But, you know, look at some of these other teams that are in the mix, like mm-hmm. Richmond, Brisbane, Port, uh, West Coast, Geelong, mm-hmm. St. Kilda, the Dogs. You know, I can't really see us sort of over, you know, sort of overcoming any of those teams, to be honest. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have, um, you know, teams like GWS and all these other teams, which oh, will still be in the mix, to be honest. And yeah. so... And with the with the injuries to our forward line, I just think it's going to be very hard to see how we get early season wins. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I th- I think I think we'll get to maybe ninth at best. But one thing that I think will be interesting this year is is Goodwin's under a lot of pressure, no question, right? Especially with the top four list. Especially with the top four list, right? And which is what, according to Bali, he's yeah. out of contract next year. Um, but there's a lot of talk that the club would be able to pay him out this year if they did decide to sack him. I reckon if we're not in a great position, seven or eight rounds in, there's going to be a lot of pressure on. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And especially because especially with Uze, we've got Uze in the mix who, you know, by all reports is meant to be an extraordinarily highly rated, highly rated mm. assistant coach. He's a favorite son of the club. Yeah. Um, you know, people love him. Brad Green has just been appointed to the board mm. um, in terms of sort of relationships between past players and, and you know, right. And those players then coming on an administrative level and also at a coaching level. Yeah. Um, 
I think there'll be a lot of pressure, and especially because Choco is there, and Choco would like assumedly serve as some type of mentoring role if Uze did end up taking over the reins. Right. There was something interesting on the the Age Real Forty podcast about Clarko potentially going to Melbourne. Uh, I think that was more just vague speculation. Okay. You know. Um, I choose to believe that that's like fact, but anyway. I don't know about some of these old timers. Like I also agree with that, yeah. Ross the boss. And, yeah, you know. and Mick Malta. I mean, look what happened with Mick Maltas, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's like there's a changing of the guard for a reason, yeah. you know, and that happens with everyone. Yeah. But look, let, let's, okay, needs. let's do something we don't usually do. Give me the optimistic version. Give me the non, you know, it's all going to fall apart. Well, I guess for you, the optimistic version is Goodwin's no longer coach. But another no, an, another optimistic version, another optimistic version. You know, what would that look like this year? How would our season go really well? If we made it to eighth or seventh, yeah. I think that's actually a really good outcome for this season. And not because of, and, and I, I say this sincerely, and not yeah. because of, I think that because of the injuries that we have to key players at the start of the season mm. and for such long periods of time, even when we think about the fact that Viney's not going to be Viney's injured mm. and Hibbard's injured and Melksham's injured. I think and just just for a week or two. Okay, for, but for, they, for but there's yeah. been interrupted preseasons. Is my is my yeah. bigger issue, right? So you know, Gus has been injured as well. Like as we saw with our 2019 disaster of a season, when players have so many injuries, like you know, during the preseason, when that many, there's that many surgeries and that there's no continuity, it is hard sometimes to get the the club on the right path, you know, come season time. So I honestly think that making finals for me would be an excellent outcome. Okay. So that's your optimistic version, which still sounded to me like a pessimistic version. I, mean, I don't think it's so pessimistic. Just, uh, no. I think that just, it's actually not pessimistic. I really just think that given the level of injuries, yeah. you know. I don't think these, I mean, the injuries are a problem, but the truth is we didn't even have Brown on our list until this year. So right, but we don't have, so, you know, but I mean, the forward line has been a bit of a problem for a the year. The forward line's been dysfunctional with, with Wiedemann. You yeah, know? It's, that's It's true. not so much, you know. I don't know. The positive version for me is track takes another level, right? Like he's already one of the top few players in the comp. What if he becomes the best player this year? Right. He could do that, right? There's no reason why he can't. Gorn is unbelievably consistent, right? Let's just say that Uze manages to get the best out of Brayshaw. Yeah. Right? And Oliver. And Well, yeah, but Oliver's consistent, I think. Right, he manages right? to really maximize his yeah. kicking and foot skills. Yeah. Maybe Harms goes into the middle oh, again. Yeah. Maybe Harms starts tagging. Because Harms has a lot of potential. I think he's way better than last year, right? And Fritsch has a lot of potential. Right. Clearly, we have one of the best defenders in the league, right? We're not conceding many points. Even last year, I think we were second in the league for points conceded or something ridiculous like that, right? So the question is, how do we get some goals? And you're right. If Fritsch improves, if Cozzy plays well, where are the goals going to come from there? Now my optimism See, this is This is what I mean. Yeah. Like, this is why I'm finding it Chandler. hard. Like, you just, but we saw how much of a difference it made when Sam Wiedemann went back into the forward line, yeah. right? Last year. Well, it just straightened, no, for, it really, a while. for a while, but it really straightened things up, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden it looked like a real team with a really functioning forward line. So right. I just think that without really strong, you're right, Ben Brown wasn't in the team last year, but I think yeah. without really strong pillars in the forward line, you just need like a couple of really strong pillars to to kick to and to sort of serve as targets and to try and mark the ball or at least bring it to ground. Do you think and maybe they need to try for the first six weeks to make Petrarca a full forward, you know? I think And maybe he sacrifices a bit of his game, but I mean, he's our best forward, I think you'd probably say right now. The problem now. is we need him in the midfield too much as well. You right. know, he's just so skillful in the midfield and right. the skills he has in the midfield are unparalleled, really. But, but where do we need him more, Nates? I, I mean, mean, like I mean, we have you know, some midfielders. We don't I have agree. any forwards, you know. Maybe they should do that. But look, yeah. I think if they get everything together and that they manage to find a way around this forward mm. line issue, yeah. then and if we, I could imagine us finishing fifth or so. You know, I still don't yeah. think we'd probably be better than... Which would be a huge vindication for Goodman, you'd have huge. to say, right? Like... 
I mean, we've been long-time critics of Goodwin, but if he can take this situation and make us into a top six team... That would be extraordinary. That would extraordinary. be Extraordinary. That would be sensational, right? Completely. And it's not impossible, of course. I just think that the task is... And, and I'm obviously optimistic for it all. Hmm. You know, I don't want to see another... I know you think I'm like cheering for some weird demise. I'm not. I'm not at all. I, I'm cheering for the club to do... A, you know, I really want the club to take another step forward and to go back to where it, to its rightful place, hmm. right? Which is... What is our rightful place? I mean, I don't know why I said rightful place as if our rightful place is like on top of the ladder, but yeah. my aspirational rightful place. Yeah. But where I think the club should be at, because I do think that with this list, I will yeah. say one thing. I do think with this list, our club, is the t- this list has got so much potential. Yeah. It really does. It's got so much talent and so much potential. So I don't think the, t- the team should be finishing 10th or 9th. No. I really do think the club should be like 5th or 6th in terms of its actual kind of output, yeah. you know? But I... Um, I would be delighted to see that, but I, I just don't know how we're going to get around this forward line issue. Yeah. Yeah, hard to say, but the free man of game needs. It's huge. I actually, I'm, I'm really interested in this and it would not surprise me at all if we win. Uh, that's not really saying anything all that dramatic, but I think often we come into seasons with a lot of expectation and then we screw up. I think in a way, we're almost going in underdogs against Fremantle at home, Right. I think we've got every chance to beat Fremantle at home, don't you? Yeah, think? completely. They're Absolutely. playing some debutante against Max Gorn. No, I think so. I think we'll win this game. I do. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, because I do think that Fremantle is like a young hmm. kind of developing team and, you know, they, yeah. they have, you know, moments of excellence and they're very, very, very consistent and they're very well tra- very well coached, I think, Yeah. Um, by Justin Longmuir. But I do think we'll win this game. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. by around like 20, 30 points. I think so too. I think so too. And I think maybe we can get a little bit of momentum out of that, you know. The truth is, if we can just cobble some wins together at the start, at the start, right? And then we could really take off. That's I think so. If we keep I think starting the season well is unbelievably important this yeah. year just given the fact that it's so yeah. there's such a makeshift, you know, a team right. that's in this week and so if we manage to start well and get some confidence yeah. up, there's, you know, we just need to try and bank as many wins as we can in the start of the season until people come back. Totally. I could I could kind of see us being either like fifth if things roll really well or like 14th. Yeah. You know, I think we've got a huge range this mm. year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, thank you all again for joining us on Deluded for our fifth season. We're pretty excited. To, so exciting to be back with to you all. still be kicking along. Yeah. Um, join our Facebook group, Deluded, the Melbourne Demons fan community. Um, and we'll be back early in the week next week with a recap of the Fremantle game. Until then, go D's. Go D's.